On this Charged Up episode, we push the limits of understanding our behaviors and our mind. As warriors, the balance between body and mind are a top priority. Our guest is considered to be one of the most quoted men alive. Steve Mariboli is an elite behavioral scientist and one of the most sought-after consultants in the entire world. His coaching programs have become synonymous with success. I want you to take a ride with us through a very energetic conversation where we're going to find out how to integrate strategies to overcome challenges and to change the way we see life. Take what you learn here, implement it in your life, and you're going to be better because of it. Stand by. Rise up, a warrior, my brothers. Welcome back to the Man of War. My name is Rafa Conde, and of course, I am the man on a mission here to transform you into a modern-day warrior. More importantly, my brothers, we are 30 days out. Yes, 30 days out here for the conclave of warriors to start kicking it up a notch here. Downtown Miami, December 1 and 2. If you have not purchased your tickets, if you're sitting on the sidelines wondering or trying to figure out what this event is about, let me tell you this. Go to conclaveofwarriors.com and go check it out. This is a absolutely must-attend event. You cannot afford to miss it. We're talking about life-changing two days that are going to transform you, that are going to help you lead yourself to success. We're going to talk about the mindset, about leadership. We're going to talk about connection of body, mind, and spirit. We're going to talk about so many different things that bring out self-confidence, self-discipline, right? I mean, everything you need here to start building a successful life or hell. If even if you are successful in your life right now, but you want to take it up to that next level, my brothers and sisters, this event here is something that will change you forever. I'm telling you, go check it out, conclaveofwarriors.com. All right, if you have not followed us on Instagram for whatever reason, you need to get there, at Man of War with two R's. Give us a follow. We're very interactive. Now on this 30-day stretch to the event, we're probably going to be kicking lives almost every other day. So some good stuff happening there. And of course, any DMs or emails, you know, you guys know by now that I'm on top of that. I love to respond with to you guys. And more importantly, I like to have a very strong conversation. Now, this show that you're listening to, the Man of War podcast, It is absolutely free. I've been bringing you almost 100 and what is this, 109, 110 episodes. All right. And I don't ask for a dime. I don't plan to ask for a dime. I just want to bring you some very solid content. As a matter of fact, the way that I put it, some incredible content that's going to help you start changing your life and walking the path of what we call a modern day warrior, right? So, In this path, it takes, obviously, time, it takes dedication, it takes commitment, but it also takes a monster amount of knowledge. And this here is what you're getting from this podcast. So what I'm asking you to do here for me is go to iTunes, leave us a review. It'll mean so much to us, okay? 
iTunes nowadays is so easy. Just go there, boom, leave us a review. That way we can continue trending higher. We can continue catapulting other podcasts out there because we believe at this point in time that this podcast is very important in this day and age. This man of war movement has taken off, not just here in the United States, but all over the world. And you're going to see that coming into this event into Conclave of Warriors. All right, so last but not least here, manofwarswag.com. That's manofwarswag.com. We have new t-shirts. We have our new Man of War logo there. Go check it out. Grab yourself some hoodies, some hats, and of course, send me some pics. All right, I'll post them up on Instagram and Facebook. All right, guys, we have a very powerful show today. You need to have an open mind for this, okay? Just listen to the words, all right? I'm pretty sure that a lot of what he says is going to connect with you, and I highly recommend to listen to the entirety of the show. All right, guys, let's jump right into it. Steve Maraboli, welcome to the Man of War podcast, my brother. Great to have you on. Oh, man, great to be on. I appreciate you. Shout out to everybody who's listening. Just the fact that you're listening means that you're a step ahead of other people. Refining, improving, enhancing your life. Happy to be here, my brother. Thanks for having me. Awesome, man. And for those that are listening, which I know are a bunch of you, listen, when we talk here, this conversation is going to go deep. It's going to motivate you. It's going to inspire you. But remember this, the most important aspect here is to take action. Listen to this guy. He knows all about behavioral science. All right, Steve, can you do me a favor? Introduce yourself for our audience, please. I'm Steve Maraboli. I travel the world and I've built the life in which I've I've dedicated myself to understanding business and behavioral science like nobody else. And I am fortunate at 43 years old to uh, have a living now where I travel the world over 30 countries and I get paid to think out loud. So um, it's it's a pretty good gig. I get to be uh, helpful to some of the most uh, some of the biggest champions, the biggest businesses, and and some of the best run and most impactful humanitarian programs around the world. So I'm I'm in a fortunate spot. And for those of you listening. I shoot from the hip, man. I work for me. Nobody owns me. And what you're about to hear in these next several minutes with my brother on on the other line, we're going you're going to hear something true. You're going to hear something real. So pay attention, put down whatever else you're doing. I know when I listen to podcasts, I kind of have them out in the background. Sometimes I end up listening really intently and focusing. Trust me when I tell you, this is the one that you're going to want to focus on. Awesome. Love it. Let's get revved up. All right, Steve. First of all, you were in the military. Talk to me a little bit about that and then how you transitioned into where you are today. So I, I before I was in the military, I, I wasn't I was in high school and I was I wasn't brother, I wasn't a great student. I wasn't into schoolwork. I wasn't into school. I wasn't into them giving me all kinds of rules. Like I, I was I was that rebellious kid and I wasn't a misbehaved kid. I wasn't getting in trouble. I was just completely disinterested in school. I was failing every class. I literally went to summer school every year of high school because I had to remake up the classes that I failed. And and so I was failing everything and I actually have a transcript it's hilarious because i look back at it now i have a transcript i actually literally failed lunch in high school 
Like, how do you feel lunch? It, because I didn't even go to that. Like, they had a cafeteria you're supposed to go to. I didn't even go to that. You know that you're special, powerful, stubborn when you fail lunch in high school. But but <laughs> the difference that. was, you know, I, I'm a first-generation American. Uh, my parents are Italian and Chilean. I'm proud to be born here, proud to be a veteran. But as a first-generation American and living on Long Island – our community was set up at two people. There's the wealthy people and the people who service the wealthy people. My family, my dad, who was painting, plumbing, building, whatever he had to do to feed his family. He was he was in the section of people that was servicing the wealthy. And 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 one of his clients had passed away and and the family had left my dad and several others to clean up the estate and my dad was throwing out all kinds of stuff and doing this but he came across this guy's books and and, and the level of poverty my dad came from i can't even understand but it like hurt his soul to want to throw away books so he was like <laughs> sure. you know what i'm gonna just take these home i'll throw them uh you know i'll throw the keep this just a few boxes of books i'll just keep them handy in case the the kids i had an older brother in case the kids want to read them nobody wanted to read it but me i would open those books and i and i was i was a kid man i was like nine ten years old and and i'm looking through these books and a lot of them were mindset philosophy it was plutarch's lives it was Love think it. Th uh, think and grow rich it was win friends and influencing people it, it was meditations by marcus aurelius rafa yep. marcus aurelius took over the known world man and yep. journaled about it like <laughs> what the, like so you're Absolutely. getting this mindset of literally the king of the world um and so i didn't realize it at the time it was all interesting to me what i didn't realize at the time was that i was reading what successful people read meditations by marcus aurelius is a book that's quoted by every world leader that they read that. That's a must read for leaders. Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. I was reading that at home. I was going to school and failing because they wanted me to read of mice and men. Duh. And it was I wasn't interested in who was tending the rabbits. I wasn't interested in that. Right. And also at high school there was something different. Chicks are so much hotter than Marcus Aurelius. Dave, so I was hey, right so, on, man. <laughs> you know, so I was like, wait a second, who were the rabbits? What? Are you kidding me? We're in a building yeah. full of of chicks my age. I'm not paying attention to what what book you want me to read. But so I go into basic training now, keeping on my genius streak in the military. Uh, basic training for the Air Force is in San Antonio, Texas, and of course, I sign up for July. So, nice. so it's so it's super hot. It's like 120 degrees, and basic training. You're you're dressed up like a tree, and they march you on the blacktop because they're they're really compassionate, right? And so, it, I remember the moment, man. All those books I read growing up, all those books about enlightenment and wisdom, and when it hits, all of that stuff. You, you kind of read it like it kind of hits you like a, oh, that moment of realization. <laughs> One of those um right? moments, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For me, it was San Antonio, Texas, and it was hot. We were marching on the blacktop. It was 60 of us in our flight pace going through the same motions every day. Basic training is repetition, repetition, repetition. It's very same crap, different day, and you're in a fog because it's hot. You're 
tired, you're hungry, you're, you're, you're confused, you're unsure, you're all the things that lead you into that fog of going through the motions, the existing instead of living. So I'm going through this. And on one particular day, man, I remember it like it was yesterday. I can like smell it is how much I remember this day. And I remember we were getting everything wrong as we usually do in basic training. And the drill instructor was furious, man. He was going, what's wrong with y'all? Right. Get in formation. <laughs> so he gets us in formation, 60 of us in the blacktop in San Antonio, Texas, in formation, standing at attention. And he's pacing back and forth. And he's like, what's wrong with y'all? I know. Say pop. Pop. <laughs> Say pop again. He had 60 of us going, pop. Pop, he said, do you know what that is? That's the sound of your head coming out of your ass. And brother, (laughs) that was my, that was that moment. I was like, yes, first of all, it was scary. It's funny to say it now, but at that moment, it was scary, but it still made sense. Yes, same crap, different day isn't true. That's not true. That's a story I'm telling myself. And and not even Marcus Aurelius, not Marcus Aurelius, not Plato, not Aristotle, not Socrates, not even not even the Jesus that my mom, you know, my parents are Italian and Chilean, so you know I was raised Catholic. So not right. even the the Jesus that none of those people saw that day. Same crap, different day is a story I was telling myself until that moment. And I said, I don't have to be great for the next six weeks. What am I worried about? I just have to kick today's ass. I just have to be great today. The best version of myself today is not about future planning. It's not about anything. I know that I'm here now. Pay attention and get through this. And 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 from a kid who, who literally failed lunch, I graduated as an honor graduate. I graduated, I I was an an expert marksman in three different weapons. Brother, I'm from Long Island, man. This is the first time I ever grabbed a rifle, never mind become an expert marksman. But because my mindset had me there. Right, right. I was unstoppable. I was not focused on anything else, which is why I told the listeners to this great podcast to just give it a minute where you're focused on this, because this is your story, you out there listening. You're waiting for a moment that can happen based on you. You're waiting for the moment that's waiting for you. So you can have that opportunity to say, wait a second, exactly what story am I telling myself? So I go through my military training, and, and, and it's, it's, it's good, it's bad, it's got its peaks, it's valleys. I, I, I leave with, with my head held up high after my enlistment with, with a, a highly decorated veteran. I'm proud to be and still support my brothers and sisters so much. But I did not re-enlist. Instead, I got out and said, you know, I'm going to continue to go to school. I, I turned down both the FBI and the CIA, who, who had, had both had offered me uh, uh, entry-level positions f- for being a decorated military policeman. I, I was all set. I said, you know what, I'm going to go into the business world. I think I want to go into the business world. And after living off a military salary for those, for, for those many years, I decided, you know, I want to make the big bucks, buddy. I'm pretty good at this speaking. I'm pretty good at business. Let me continue to go to college for business and let me get into the room with the wealthiest. Let me get in the room with the big Wall Street gurus. Let me get in the room with those guys, with the fellow millionaires, so that I can also, some of that will rub off on me and I can give them business advice and in turn they can give me uh, money. So, brother, I got in those rooms. 
I got in those rooms because I st- I kept on my day to day life. I got to kick today's ass. Going to be the best version of myself today. I still do that to this day. All right, so let me stop you right there. So how did you develop that self-confidence, right? Because, look, I mean, we can talk all day long about, hey, getting into that room, right? Getting into the room surrounding yourself with these elite individuals that I believe that once you surround yourself, obviously, with this type of power, you have nowhere to go but up, right? Because in in my opinion, I don't know if you agree with me here, Steve, but you keep. Absolutely right, and you always want to have somebody a step or two above you. You never want to be hanging out with those guys below you because it's just going to push you, right? It's going to push you up to that next level. So, what yeah, I want to know I do from jiu-jitsu you is Gordon Ryan. I, I, boom! I, there you go. You know, it, it's <laughs> I, I get make sure that I'm in a room that I get strangled repeatedly, and and so yeah, and that's that's exactly what we want. And you get in those rooms. So you asked me a great question: What makes me keep that mindset? is that I look at everything as math. That's right. The kid who failed high school looks at everything like math. I don't like to leave, to leave things to hope. And I, I think that's beautiful. I think life, so many things are magical, but it's not magic. It's magical, but it's not magic. What helped me keep that mindset, brother, is that it works. It's that 100% of your listeners right now and 100% of the people who are driving past my office and walking past, 100% of the people who are wishing they were somewhere else, wishing they were in a different financial situation, wishing their businesses were growing, wishing their relationships were healthier, all of those people are simply not doing that. They are focused on other things. They are trying to be multitaskers when they're not designed for that. They're focusing on numerous things and they're getting a little bit done of each. And they're falling short consistently because of it. And so what helps me keep that mindset is that it works. It works from that day it happened that I said pop at basic training to this day. Do I sound like I am anywhere but this podcast right now? Now you're right on. Nowhere, man. This is where I am. I hear I'm meeting a person for the first time, you. For the first time, why wouldn't I want to hear what you have to say? Why wouldn't I take appreciate the platform that you're giving me? And then in turn, I'll give you my platform. I mean, this. why wouldn't I be anywhere but here if we can impact one person listening? One person who says, oh my God, that's right. I don't have a good plan. If I don't have a good plan, how, how do I know what I'm doing? Oh my God, when you don't know where you're going, every road takes you there. So let me focus on where I'm, what I want and let me focus my energy on that plan. And, and that's, what, that's what I do. And I, and I, I know that, that not every distraction is a worthy detour. I've learned along the way that, that you know, new levels brings new devils. I mean, I, I've, I've learned it all. Uh, I've learned it all along the way. And, uh, and that's exactly how I stay focused. You ask me how I, how I yep. do it, it's because it works. Awesome, awesome. So talk to me a little bit about self-discipline. I mean, because the reality is to be where you are today, right, and to get to where you are today, I mean, you had to have some type of self-discipline and some type of structure in your life. Let's get into that. 
Um, well, you know, self-discipline, again, for me, is about setting gauges. Um, my background in behavioral science really helped me with this. So what happens is we are, our brains are mechanisms that are built for efficiency. And so it's, it follows patterns that we give it. We call those patterns behaviors. We call them, uh, we call them habits. There's a bunch of different fancy names and different, different outfits we dress up the word patterns with. But our brain likes patterns because it's designed for efficiency. Uh, that's the good news if you have healthy patterns. <laughs> It's the bad news if you have unhealthy patterns. And so I have some good patterns, some unhealthy patterns. Some are yours that you've developed through your life, and some are ones that are genetically that you're genetically predisposed for. I didn't get to think I didn't get to choose how tall I am. I didn't get to choose what color my hair is. Hey guys, just a quick break in the action here. Listen, the Conclave of Warriors, downtown Miami, you must get there. This is going to be a life-changing event, and I'm calling out every entrepreneur, every single business owner out there that's looking to take it up to that next step, and of course, warrior-minded individuals, men or women. Let me tell you, this phenomenal event is going to blow you away. I'm telling you straight up, something very unique, something very fresh that you've never experienced before. We have people coming from all over the world to this event. So I'm super stoked. I want to shake your hand. I want to see you in Miami. Conclaveofwarriors.com. I didn't get to choose what color my skin is. I, I didn't get to choose that. I am a mix genetically of my parents. But just like we know those uh, those physical things, like when you go to the doctor, first thing they ask you is, oh, do you have a medical history of XYZ? Does your family have a history of XYZ? The reason they're asking you is because you, if your parents have that, a history of XYZ, then you have a genetic, what's called a predisposition for it, right? Right, right. And so we know this as far as physical things go we know that that two swedish people aren't about to to give birth to a black kid like it, we know this we know that two chinese people aren't about to give birth to a swedish person we know this we we know how this is but what we don't realize and what we do realize as as we understand behavioral science more is that genetic predisposition also comes with thoughts and behaviors hmm. and That's so a good point yeah, it comes with thoughts and behaviors. So I not only have to deal with my own stuff, I have to deal with the genetic predisposition of my ancestors. And that's where you see where parents are like, oh, wow, you're just like your mom. Oh, wow, you're just like your dad. Kid's not trying to be. It's just your genetic predisposition for it. And so I recognize these things. So I set gauges for myself. I set gauges for myself because I have to know that for all of its accolades, for all of its beautiful poetic accolades, sometimes follow your heart is really bad advice. So you have to along the way, especially as your life gets faster, man, especially, you know, like the, the, the space shuttle, the one that fell apart, the one that w abandoned its mission, it looks great on the dock. Right, it looked right. great the first yep. 20 or 30 seconds. It's when you hit those certain speeds that the slightest, the slightest compromise will ruin the whole journey. So for me, 
as my speeds got faster, as I was juggling more stuff, and I said, you know, I'm not owning this company, and I'm owning this many companies, not just in this country, in this many countries. And I started expanding and building and building, and suddenly, you know, the local mom and pop hardware store that wanted my advice has, has turned into world leaders that call me for my advice. When you're when you're moving that fast, brother, you have to be, you can't have a compromising position. That does not mean that the the 16-year-old the who would cut school to go to the beach isn't still in there. Right. So still no to this day at 43, when it's a really nice day out, the 16-year-old and me, I live on Long Island, man. I live like in a postcard. And so I could have a full schedule on my, on my agenda, and I, there's no part of my body or my mind my thoughts that don't want to just cut school and go to the beach. Yep. And and my brain will do what it does. Come on, man, you work so hard. Like you don't have to work another day in your life. What do you gotta do this for? Let's go to the beach. Go have fun. You deserve fun. My brain's trying to go to my brain's like, yeah, man, let's let's <laughs> yeah. stay efficient. We don't have to do new stuff. Right. Why do new stuff? It's the same mechanism that when people, you know, when people go for the New Year's resolutions. I mean, the reason that's a joke isn't because people are weak or they lack willpower, blah, blah, blah. No, it's because your brain's really good at its job. It has evolved for hundreds of thousands of years to be really good at its job. So if you have trained it that you're going to sit your ass on the couch and eat and not exercise, when you decide to do different, your brain is going to do what it has to do to not work hard. So it's going to send you those signals that you're going to receive as thoughts. And it's going to be like, come on, man, one more day. We'll start next Monday. We'll start next Monday. You have Survivor DVR'd, man. Let's just watch that. You know, And, and it'll try to talk you out of making it work hard because it doesn't want to build those new bridges and tunnels for that blood to flow into this new behavior of yours, healthy living and exercise. So it's going to talk you out of it. It's going to do so for about a month straight. And that's that's about as long as it takes to to those roads to be done being constructed. It doesn't mean that that battle's over. That battle you're gonna have. I'm telling you, uh, from 16, I'm still having those battles. And so the discipline comes from creating gauges, and those those gauges come in the form of mapping out. Goal setting is dead. You have to map it out. You have to, just like I do when I go to a friend's house for a barbecue, if I've never been to their house for a barbecue, I, I know two things. Hey, brother, where do you live? And I know where I live and I put it into my GPS and it'll map it out for me. And you know what it tells me? Exactly how to get there. It'll tell me approximately, it'll show me basically approximately how long it is to get there. And it'll tell me the viability of my plan. So again, for me, I like to take the mystery out of stuff. I like science, the science of success. It's magical, but it's not magic. And so I like to know that. So when I map out something, and this is what I did for my clients, I think that this is what made 
my stuff work for them. I'm not the goosebump speaker guy. I'm not going to give you goosebumps, loud music. I'm not that guy. I'm not. For me, that's intellectual masturbation, man. There's goosebumps and there's thrills and chills, but there's nothing born of it, man. I, if I'm going to speak to somebody, I want something to be born of it. I want them to see. Wow, you're right. If I started off last year, I had a goal of 17, and that's what I made. This year, I, I want a goal of 35. Awesome. Let's talk about that goal. What behaviors did you have to make 17? And, and as you start structuring that, you realize, wow, 35 is going to be really, really tough to get to. I don't think unless there's 29 hours in a day, I'm not going to do it. Okay. So let's not set that goal. Let's, let's not set that goal then. So because what's going to happen is you're going to you're going to stand up in your meeting and you're going to say last year I had 17 next year I'm going to have 39 and about 3 months in you're going to realize there's no chance I'm getting to this 39 not because you're not good not because you're not good at what you do but you set a goal that you didn't check its viability Sure and yep. so 3 months into the year your your spirit's already dead for the rest of the year and so instead, if you were to just map that out first, if I were to say, I want to drive from New York, I want to go see my mom's ancestors in Chile. That sounds great. The people around me will think, oh, what an exciting adventure. You could rent a car, a huge car, truck, and live in it. You know, they'll make a whole big thing. It'll be great. And I'll take it. I'll take the road, brother. I'll drive forever until I get to around Panama and realize you can't drive to Chile. Now what? And so you, if I had mapped it out beforehand, I'd say, oh, wow, I could drive to – let's say I could drive to Panama and then I could take a plane over here and then start driving in a different place. I could map it out, take away all the crazy that comes with it, and I can enjoy the journey. So I set my gauges, brother. When I want to go to the beach like that, I look at my list and I ask myself a couple of questions. Does my action help me get to where I want to go? There and you if go. that answer is no – then That's the bottom line right there. Yep. That's all. Awesome. I don't do it. All right. So let's dive deep right now. I want to go and get ugly here. What has been in your life in a, the, where you have been in a dark place, where you have been basically in that place where you just thought, man, I could never get out of here. And somehow, some way, you found the way. You overcame that challenge. Your mindset carried you through. Give us, you know, take us back to that. Oh, wow. Um, I'm trying to pick which one, man, because... Like I said, it, it, if for any entrepreneurs listening, man, you think you're going through something and, and that other entrepreneurs don't, man, know this right away. Most people, most of the entrepreneurs you see, especially the influences you see on social media, most of them, most of them have, first of all, less money than you. And second, they went through so much, they just don't share it because it's, it's not as glamorous. But the reality of it is, brother, I have so many, one that just one that i that i didn't think i would get through i i think on a broader span because businesses come and go and 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 but but for me i think on a broader span something that i never thought i would recuperate from was that idea that i i gently touched on before where i said new levels brings new devils remember how i said that you know, like the space shuttle, you, you, you bring your life to a certain speed and, and the stuff that, that is compromised, the weaker links are going to start falling off. Yep. I, I realized that with the people I had around me. Hmm. 
it was heartbreaking to see. It, It was heartbreaking to see that sometimes positive change amongst friends and family is really unpopular. To have Very interesting, people, yep. To have people closest to you, brother, closest to you, kind of halfway cheer your success, some of them, and then some of them you realize that the times you're winning, they're not clapping. That sucked. That sucked. I think that that's because the rest is just kind of money, you know, and, and ego stuff. But, but I think for me, that's been the greatest challenge. Giving myself permission to recognize that sometimes along with your personal growth, along with your personal journey, comes the, uh, the realization that sometimes you outgrow your friends. Sometimes you move in a di- different direction than your friends and family. Some of the things you choose to grow through and to do, they don't. And that's okay. There are some things that some places you just don't fit anymore. I was, I, I'm, I'm invited to speak all over the world, but I want to particular occasion i got invited to speak at the elementary school i went to it was pretty cool man to go to your elementary school like as as a local speaker um is pretty cool so i went and it was like a career day kind of thing and and so i was listening to other uh professionals in the community speak and and while they did that i had to sit in in the chairs of the students now this is this is the elementary school i went to man so it was great and I'm sitting in this chair, this this little chair. First of all, it was hard as hell. My ass was killing me, and like, <laughs> and like, my knees are up by like my head because it's this little chair. And 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 of course, like everything else, I analyze and I say, isn't this interesting? Because when I was in elementary school, when I was in second grade, this is where I needed to be, and this was actually the perfect fit for me. I sat in these chairs, I sat in these desks, and I learned exactly what I needed to learn that year from this place. I may have learned my alphabet, my writing, my reading, whatever it is I was learning, but I remember learning and I remember this place so fondly. Isn't it funny how now, now, in the same place that was exactly what I needed back then, right now, I don't fit here and trying to fit here hurts. Friends and situations, certain friends, certain family and situations are like that. You just don't fit anymore. And trying to fit hurts. I think that was the, that was the most, that was the darkest uh, uh, thing that I went through as far as life realizations. The That's rest very powerful. Is, the rest is, yep. you know, it's businesses. They come, they go, uh, someone buys them, you do really well on one, you do okay in another, you don't get the support you needed on, you know, that's always, you're always going to have the opportunity to make money to influence, especially if you have a strong mindset, you're, you're never going to be hungry. Uh, but for me, that, that, that was the most challenging and it took me a long time to give myself permission to, to hang out with people who, who are like me. What is your take on leadership? Do you believe in that first and foremost, you have to lead yourself, then 
you can lead others? Do you believe in leading by example, leading from yeah. the front? Talk to me. Yeah, I, I don't. I I think that uh, again, leadership is is a word that that a lot of people use. But for me, uh, I I don't believe in for a guy who's famous for words. I actually believe in using them the least when it comes to this kind of stuff. I think management's dead. I think that died a long time ago. Uh, active leadership is is about influence, not persuasion, and and how you do that is by being that thing if you have to tell people you're a leader you're not people will sniff it around you if there are people who want to hear what you have to say want to want to do how you're doing things then you are a leader if you have to tell people you're a leader nah nah i don't buy it and so uh yes i think leadership is is by doing it i, I learned that in the military for sure um, had the opportunity to, to to work with some some um, people who were in leadership positions who were not leaders, and I got to work with some people who were in leadership positions who were absolutely leaders, and uh, I got to see the difference. and And it's how how I go. I believe in 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 doing. I think that if if you have to tell people what you want, if you have to tell people who you are, uh, then you're lying to yourself first and also to them. That's awesome. So let's go there right there. When you talk about doing, okay, I'm always a big believer in taking action. Why is it? I mean, I, I believe, let me just give my opinion before I go here. Um, I believe that a good portion of people are sitting on the sideline. They're fearful. They lack that, that drive to take action in their life. Why do you think that that is happening in our society, that people just are not pulling the trigger. They're not taking action. Uh, I think that it's not their fault. I think that, I think that they've been indoctrinated into a system that, that teaches them that, you know, I was raised Catholic. So, so, uh, so for those of you who, who aren't familiar with the Catholic church, uh, it's about 45 minutes of a mass every Sunday super duper boring um but but beautiful churches and 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 ceremonies right but i remember getting in trouble because we have to go through this like the catholic training is it was called ccd right and and i would have to go to this and and i would always get in trouble because i'd ask the priests and nuns like the weird questions i guess you're not supposed to ask <laughs> because I, again i was at home reading these books written by thinkers so i became a thinker so i'd say things like wait Father so-and-so, you just said that, that Jesus was God's only son. And he'd be like, yes, my child. And I said, okay, but you also said we're all God's children. Both can't be true, <laughs> right? So I, I would do things like that that would annoy them. And one of the things that I noticed for me, again, behavior is everything. And so one of the things I noticed is that as a kid, we would go to church and they would be preaching uh, this stuff that would say, hey, are you in financial bind? Are you are you stressing over money? And listen to this. You can, when life brings you to your knees, you pray, right? And so you say, <laughs> you pray, say this prayer, and the windows of abundance shall be opened unto ye, <laughs> right? <laughs> but But then they hand out a basket. Sure. So wait a second. You just told me if my family needs money, we should go on our knees and pray for the windows of abundance. Yet 
when you need money, you know you better hand out that basket. Something doesn't fit there for me. And so as I went through my schooling, I did take interest in theology. I did take interest in theology. And, and, and why that mattered to me was I realized that there was no reason to think that. Most people think, and they are stuck on this thought, and because we are, we are beings that are hopeful, we're forward-looking hopeful beings, a lot of the information we receive in a spiritual or religious manner bypasses our brain's spam filter, and we take it as a possibility. If those same ideas are presented to us in a different manner, we'll see it for what it is, which is nonsense, right? So if I'm on my knees praying at a church and I'm saying, oh, please give me money. Please, I'm in a financial mess. Please give me money. Someone in that church will say, wow, look at him. He's really in a tough spot and he's praying for it. Good for him. He's devout, right? But right. if you were to click on me there and drag and just put me doing the exact same thing on the street corner, they'd say, Get up, dude. You got yourself in this hole. Get up and get yourself out of it. Stop begging. Isn't that interesting? Very interesting. It's very it's a... interesting. So we have that predisposition in our head. We have that predisposition in our head for whatever reason. Those type of theories get if presented in a way that's spiritual or religious, the most nonsensical stuff will go through our brain filter and passes okay. If it, it, it was compounded more by that law of attraction, where it's like your intention matters more than your action, where where the if you intend, the universe conspires in your favor, and all again this magical thinking. But remember, it's magical, but it's not magic. So none of that happened. No one correlates while these law of attraction books. One in particular was selling millions and millions of copies. Where are the millions and millions and millions of new billionaires, millionaires? Why at the same time that was happening? Foreclosures, repossessions went up. Antidepressant drugs went up. Why if these are the answers? Remember, the self-help industry is a growing industry. If the stuff in there worked, it would be a shrinking industry. <laughs> the polio yeah. industry yeah. isn't a growing industry. We know it works. So it right. wouldn't be a growing industry if we knew it works. So what happens is people are sitting home. What To your point, people are sitting home waiting for it to happen because they've been told that. They've been told by, a, by a, a, a someone on PBS who says, set your intentions and the universe will conspire. Right? And then right. that dude goes on a 20-city tour. He's working his ass off and telling you to just intend, telling you to have a vision board. If you were to apply that in regular life, not in a spiritual sense, but in a regular life, if you walk into your kid's room, folks, if you're listening and you have a kid, especially a teenager, their room's a mess. Go into their room and tell them, hey, man, clean your room. They say, okay, mom, okay, dad, I'll clean my room. Then leave, right? Close the door. Go do what you got to do. Give them like an hour. You come back in. Their room's still a mess. But they're on their bed in the lotus position. And they say, chill out, mom. Chill out, dad. I'm holding a strong intent that my room will be clean. I even have a vision board of clean rooms. You would tell your kid, that's great. Now get off your butt and clean your room. It's the only way it's going to be clean. 
we know this in a practical sense, but when you give us those same ideas in a spiritual, mystical sense, we believe it. That's why they're sitting home, brother. That's why they're sitting home. And so they have been duped. So when they realized that a much more powerful statement came from the brilliant Albert Einstein who said, nothing happens until something moves. You've got to move, brother. And you guys can fight. There's people listening right now, according to my law of attraction, I get it, I get it. I get what happens when you attack someone's thoughts like that, but I'm, I'm not telling you out of I, that I have a horse in this race. Uh, I, I'm telling you because if you want something different, you have to do something different. You can think differently. I see all those quotes that say, when you think different, your whole life changes. No, when you think different, your thoughts change. Your life changes when you do something different. Boom, you don't think, there you, you go. Don't, you don't think all those people who want to lose weight and take the little money they have left over at the end of the month to join a gym and still don't go to that gym and hate themselves for it? You don't think they're yep. thinking differently? Of course they are. They're just not doing anything different. They're not acting on it. And the guy who is meditating for an hour, vision boarding for another hour, and, and meditating again for the third hour of losing weight, he can do all of that. He could meditate with the Dalai Lama and vision board with Oprah. And yet the person next to him who does one push-up is already closer to the goal. Very, very well stated. No doubt. No doubt. So let true. me ask you something, Steve. Let, let, let me, how does, for our listeners, right, how do we set them in the path here to develop that mindset in life that that you know what it is time to change it is time to to step out of that box and take action you have to decide all of you listening right now i'm talking to you as a brother who loves you i'm telling you something like if you were my kid this is what i want you to know the harsh truth of reality nothing happens till something moves like einstein said you have to stop pointing figures everywhere else Stop saying that your dreams died because of this, your goals died because of that. Dreams and goals do not die of murder. Stop pointing fingers. Dreams and goals die of suicide. You talk yourself out of it. You spent an entire day today saying zombie speak. People ask me if I watch The Walking Dead. Yes, all day, every day. They're just walking. I've never seen the show you're talking about. But zombies all day, every day, and they speak to each other. They have a language. They say, same crap, different day. It is what it is. And my personal favorite zombie speak, easier said than done. That is zombie speak. If you hear yourself say that, you are dead. They're not going to bury you for another 50 years, but you died the second you started saying that nonsense to yourself. If you hear the people around you saying it, you are surrounded by zombies. You can choose now. What do I want? Stop telling people what you don't want. Nobody cares. Haven't you noticed that yet? Most of the people who you tell your situations to do not care, and the other rest of them are happy it's happening to you and not them. Do not Focus on what you don't want. Finally decide what you do want. Like a map. 
you don't you don't look at a map and say, okay, where do I not want to go? No, you say, where do right. I want to go? And Absolutely. you pinpoint it, and then you unask the couch. You stop pointing fingers, and you move in the direction. I don't care if it's a step. I don't care if it's a phone call. I don't care if it's a push-up. Do something and make your brain stop killing you with the habits you fed it. You start changing it, and you write it down, and then you shut your mouth. If you want to be healthier, don't tell anybody. Behave healthier, and they're going to say, hey, wow, you're really taking this seriously. Take the dopamine from that. Can I give you a quick little behavioral hack, brother? Go for it. Kick it. Quick little behavioral hack. Shut up. Humans only (laughs) like two things serotonin and dopamine that's it that's all humans like and we build a whole life around how we get it and behave around it one of the things that we do is we get the dopamine the little reward drug hooray when we get a reward or be applauded for something we have the bad habit much to much to the degree of social media we have the bad habit of getting rewarded for shit we don't do so when i go to the park i see a bunch of parents not paying attention to their kids staring at their phone but they will for the two seconds they do look at their kid it's to take a picture and then post it to their social media so they look like everyone else is like oh you're such a great parent but you're not you're not paying attention and you don't have to (laughs) because you're getting rewarded for doing it without doing it that's on a simple thing. Another thing is I know a million people who say, I'm going to write a book. And all the people around them say, yay, way to go, way to go, way to go. And then when they sit down to write the book, nothing comes out. Do you know why nothing comes out? Because you already got rewarded. Why do it? That's like going on a date after the sex. Nobody wants to do it. You will find your way out of it. You've already been rewarded. So learn to be quiet. If you want to be healthier, start being healthier. Shut your mouth. Start being healthier. And someone will say, hey, man, hey, you look great. Hey, have you lost some weight? Hey, are you taking your exercise seriously? And the reward you get from that, you're going to feel great because you're being rewarded for something you're already doing. And that's going to have your brain have you keep doing it. So that you can get more rewards for stuff you're already doing. And suddenly you will build behaviors that are good. Learn to stop telling people what your goals and plans are. Know it for yourself and start behaving in accordance and alignment with those goals. The people will notice it and you won't have to tell them who you are and what you're about. You won't have to sell it to them. They'll see that you're on a mission. They'll see that you're into changing, that you are changing. Not that your thoughts are changing, that you are changing, refining, improving, enhancing. And that is the greatest way to bring your day-to-day back to life. It is the way to go from existing to living. Boom. Love that. Great stuff right there, Steve. No doubt. Great stuff. Hey, listen, what is your definition of a modern day warrior? Anyone who who gets up, man, and, and dares to make it different dares to make today different than yesterday, dares to, to squeeze the length, depth, and breadth out of this life. The, the, the people who are here, brother, 
the people that are here, those are my, my warriors, man. I, I know so many people on different levels, man. Uh, people doing things who make a lot of money, who make a little money, who make no money, who give travel of the world. The people who just have impact, who decide to live, brother. Most people are just anesthetized. They'll tell you they don't have time for shit, but then they'll tell you what's happening on five different TV shows and, and they're into everybody else's life. They're, people are watching the red carpet. You're criticizing what people are winning awards for chasing their goals and dreams. You're, and you're home criticizing what they're wearing. Of course you're miserable. For people who decide to no longer be that, to no longer celebrate other people's victories while killing your own dreams, the people who wake up and choose to make today different, to make today look like what they want their life to be like, the people who love them, that we are humans, we are designed to want. We, our brain creates a, 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 an individual. Steve is a story I'm telling myself. So, and, and you, Mike out there, Bill, Jim, Sarah, Michelle, those are stories you're telling yourself. And cognitive scientists, for some reason, I wake up Steve every day. You wake up Mike, Sarah, Michelle, Jim. You guys wake up that every day. It's called the persistence of self. They're not exactly sure why, but they know that your life is a story you're telling yourself. That's the good news. But the bad news could be, what's the story? Because your agreement right. with reality defines your life. I'm going to say that again in case you guys are stubborn as shit and you're not listening. Your agreement with reality defines your life. That means your eyes don't see. Your eyes collect data. And your brain tells you what you see based on your agreement with reality. That is tremendous. That is tremendous. So if you think life sucks and life's unfair, everything you see will validate that. So you have to start recognizing that on any given day, I don't care who bet against you. I'll never bet against you because I know on any given day, you can turn like I did from the kid who failed lunch to the dude who gets asked an opinion and advice from the world's top leaders. Any given day that can change. Today could be that day for you. I will never bet against you because that's true. So for me, the warriors are the ones who wake up, who've been knocked on their ass, who have gone through, who recognize every single time I thought this would be it for me. Every single time I didn't think I could go forward. I was wrong. You're here now. So nothing killed you. Nothing stopped you like you thought it was. You're listening to this show. You are alive. You are breathing right now. You are not a victim. You have a history of victory. That is proof because you are here now. Nothing stopped you. Oh, man, the, the, the warriors to me, the successful free people for me are the people who recognize that. They get up. They play the hand they've been dealt. Awesome. That, for me, is, is what a warrior is. Boom. Love that, man. Very powerful, Steve. You got me no doubt about now, it, man. brother. <laughs> Love it. Rev it up. <laughs> hey, listen. All right. Where can people reach you? Where can they follow you? I mean, can you uh, let us know your website, your you know books that you've written? Yeah, listen. Folks, I don't want this to be about me. I'm Steve Maraboli, uh, stevemaraboli.net. Uh, I'm, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter, Facebook. I'm an, I'm an easily findable fella. If you follow, thanks so much. I want you to get out of this. 
Never mind who's, who the heck I am. Who the heck are you? You guys make decide that today's the day. Even if, even if you don't think anyone's backing you up, Steve in New York would never bet against you. Because the fact that you've been through what you've been through and you still have the audacity to listen to a show like this that you know is going to motivate you, that you know is going to bring good people, no matter where you are in your life, I want you to not ask who Steve Maraboli is, but say, who am I? And let me use whatever thing Steve might have said that inspired me. If I'm going to follow him on Instagram and I'm going to see him doing different things or posting different quotes, whatever it is, I'm going to take that as tools to fuel me on my own journey so that one day I end up on a show and I end up traveling. And I'm telling people that I thought I was down or I thought I was up. I thought I was living the max and then here I am exponentially more successful than I thought it would be. Wherever your journey is, I want you to ask yourself today, does my life, my actions, my behavior, does it reflect my goals? If I told people what I want, would they be surprised? If the answer is yes, and the answer is no to my life reflecting my goals, I want you to fix that shit today. That's the only thing that's going to change your life. You can think yourself to death like everybody else. The cemeteries filled with unwritten books, unsung songs, and unbuilt businesses. You won't ever impress me like that. You want to impress me? You want to change your life? Do something different. Love that. Boom. Man, that's awesome, man. Steve, you're a very powerful man. You're the way you talk, the way you get the crowd energized. I mean, I could see it. It runs deep in your veins, runs deep in your blood, man. (laughs) You are definitely a warrior in my book, man. I would love to have you back on soon. And certainly, brother, listen, I'm going to link up on the uh, show notes, you know, links to your website, links to your books, because I know my people need to follow you to get that dose, all right, get that dose of motivation and honesty that comes out of you. You're a very raw dude, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. You have my contact info. Uh, Definitely, I'll come back anytime. Anything you're up to, brother, you let me know. I get a good vibe from you, man. I think you're up to good things. I want to be a part of whatever way I can help. I appreciate you, Steve, man. Stay safe out there, and we'll talk soon, brother. All right. Take care, brother. Boom. There you have it. What a great conversation. This guy is very powerful. He talks with spirit. He talks with that internal fortitude. He lets it out. So many great words here. Listen, I hope that you can take some of this message, implement it into your life, and of course, take action on it. Change your life. Don't just listen to a podcast and absorb it and then never do anything with what you're learning. All right, that's my advice to you. Listen, go to the conclaveofwarriors.com, grab your ticket. Of course, give us a follow on Instagram at Man of War with two R's. Until next time, your life may be challenging and full of dangers, but never retreat. Your last battle may be your greatest victory. <laughs>